I grew up in a family that had a very powerful mother mm-hmm. and that I, I always I always looked up to her you know and uh, how, how she was like very amazing at, at uh, work uh, at, at the same time you know she was like taking care of us and uh, going through all of these like you know hardships or whatever was was happening in our country while while we were growing up and doing all of that as a, as a single mother for me that was just like amazing and it's it's like just uh, so beautiful to see you know like and it's i i um, like just can't believe that that one woman could have done all of that you know too and and how much she sacrificed for us i mean it's just yeah mom mom is the best you like us Welcome to the Diving for Pearls podcast. I'm your host, Miss Gina P. Nelson. On this show, we will feature women in the UAE and across the globe who are breaking ground in their industry while at the same time transforming the cultural landscape. The women whom we will feature here on this podcast are in many ways analogous to pearl divers, women who have taken calculated risks to uncover and harvest pearls of wisdom, insights that have led them to illuminate their pathway and the pathway of others. These women are thought leaders, innovators, visionaries, women who embody the spirit of the founding father of the UAE, His Highness Sheikh Zayed bin Sultan Al-Nayan. We invite you to listen in, take the plunge, Reflect on the poignant stories of courage and resilience while delving deeper into your own journey of self-discovery and exploration. Pearls lie not on the seashore. If thou desires one, thou must dive for it. Anonymous. Good afternoon, everyone. I would like to say welcome to the Diving for Pearls podcast. This is a podcast that will feature women in the UAE, non-Emirati and Emirati who are doing transformative things. And today we have a special guest who is actually a repeat guest um, and we'll introduce her shortly. But before we do and get into the podcast, we really want to send our heartfelt wishes, condolences to everyone who's been affected during COVID-19. I know, we know this has been a challenging time for everyone and it's really been heartening for us um, as individuals to connect with so many people on the level that we have been able to despite everything that's taking place. So we really wish everyone the best on this journey and we hope to see you in person soon. And thank you again for tuning in. So today's guest, I'm actually honored to have her on again. And I want to say thank you because she's been extremely patient, extremely (laughs) with us. This is our third time talking with her. We had the opportunity to talk with her about a year ago when this podcast was conceived. And we actually had the opportunity to speak with her face-to-face. And then again in May, but we had a little bit of technical problems and hopefully we've sorted it out today. And Mm -hmm. we have her on today. So I'm going to introduce you to her. Uh, Her name is Alexandra Kirstisch. She's a Dubai-based singer, songwriter, 
composer who we will be chatting with today about her journey here in the UAE and also about how she's handling our current COVID-19 situation. So welcome, Alexandra. Well, thank you so much, Gina. Thank you so much for, for inviting me. And uh, I'd also like to join in your um, condolences and uh, wishes uh, for, for recovery to, to everybody who has been affected by the COVID. And I really hope this, this whole situation is um, going to be behind us really, really soon. Thank you. Yes, no, we <laughs> are keeping our hearts and our prayers with everyone. So thank you for dittoing and echoing what everyone's feeling around the world. I'm very, very excited to, to be um, at the podcast today. I'm very excited to be talking to you. Yes, we, like I said, we're so excited to have you back. And as I've mentioned, it's just amazing how flexible you've been because the, um, things obviously have stalled because of COVID-19, but also because of some structural changes within the company that we were working with previously, we weren't able to yet bring the tapings to fruition. So thank you for being patient. We appreciate that. You're the most welcome. So since, um, so Alexandra, I'm just going to start in and just ask you, since we spoke in May, can you tell us anything, any surprises, any highlights that has happened to you since we spoke in May? I, I started uh, performing again, the, like from, let's say, the early July. So I've been having like a few performances here and there, which, which was amazing, you know, like live audience performances. And it was just so amazing to see um, people being so hungry for, for entertainment and being so hungry for seeing some live music and, you know, just be surrounded with, uh, with uh, other people, you know, like just, just uh, having that kind of a, like a very natural, very organic environment, uh, you know, like a, a music concert and uh, and I had I had an amazing concert at the Fridge Concert Series in August, and uh, that was that was like definitely one of my uh, recent highlights. It was just a beautiful, you know, concert. It was my my solo concert, and um, um, I, I performed like mostly my originals, but also some some covers, some nice um, renditions of the covers that. Um, I even had like one uh, Instagram story, so I, I invited people who will be coming to to tell me which songs would they like me to cover, and then you know like they would send their uh, requests, and and then I would prepare their songs. So it was it was really beautiful, you know, to see because those were like some friends of mine, and it was just the whole was um, it's it's a concrete gallery at Alcatraz um, Avenue. And um, it was it was full, you know, like all the all the tickets were sold out, and it was just so amazing to see, you know, everybody and the, the energy we shared was was just uh, amazing. It was it was so beautiful, and uh, I was uh, very happy for days, you know, after that. It was it was such a beautiful event. Yes, I I'm sorry I couldn't attend. Um, for those of you just tuning in. Um, Alexandra is in Dubai and I'm in Abu Dhabi, the capital of the UAE. 
So I wasn't able to attend because it was my first week back at work after a five-week holiday, which was wonderful mm-hmm. to go home to the U.S. So I apologize that I wasn't able to see you then, but I am hoping to come to your upcoming concerts, which we'll talk about at the end of the podcast. Yay. <laughs> For those of you who don't know her music, I mean, her voice is truly mesmerizing. And in fact, the first time I saw Alexandra, I actually thought she was American because you could not hear an accent when she sung. And so yeah. every time I hear myself speaking, though, <laughs> like if I would listen to the podcast or something, I would definitely hear the accent. Yeah. But I actually worked with, um, with uh, my uh, vocal coach. And we, we worked a lot on, you know, like a phrasing and how would I pronounce certain words and stuff. So I guess, you know, that, that kind of worked. <laughs> job. Thank you. That, that means a lot because I actually really had, uh, had someone working on that with me. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, I guess my, my teacher did a great job. Definitely. So you've talked about now um, you're starting to perform a little bit more now that the restrictions are easing in the UAE. What else has changed in your routine? So what else are you doing a little bit more of um, now that I think it was officially in July, the beginning of July, that restrictions were eased. We were able to move across regions and now we're able to go out and, you know, socialize with our friends a little bit more. So (laughs) for you... Yeah, for me, I mean, I, I've been doing like a lot more uh, outdoorsy stuff now that the weather is better. And I, I actually, I, you know how, how everybody, during the lockdown, everybody was trying to learn a new language or something, just kind of do something productive to get their minds off of uh, whatever was going on on the outside. So so I did learn like a little bit of um Arabic and uh, I, I tried polishing my uh, Spanish and uh, and at some point I, I went and bought a bicycle because uh, I, I never knew how to ride a bicycle up until uh, a month ago <laughs> where I actually found like a YouTube tutorial and I sat and I uh, learned how to ride a bike <laughs> so now I've been I've been riding in um, Al Qudra over here there is like a bicycle track uh-huh. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of uh, I mean, I'm getting better at cycling. That was like one of one of the things. That was one of my goals, you know. In a while, I just kind of wanted to learn how to ride a bicycle. And then when I when I went around and when I started talking to my friends, you know, and I showed them the video of me uh, uh, cycling, mm-hmm. I've 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 found so many people who actually don't know how to cycle. So, so yeah, even I told them, you know, if you want, I can, I can teach you. You know, I showed them the video where, where I uh, learned how to cycle. That's amazing. <laughs> I always have some friends who are adults, obviously, um, <laughs> who don't do, um, ride a bicycle. Swimming, I would say, is it one thing I have not mastered yet? Not even close, actually. I can't even say I know how to swim. So congratulations to you. <laughs> but you, you, if you have a time, you know, like you can, you can do it now. I think it's the perfect, uh, perfect time to do everything because we are, we are all still kind of pretty free. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, 
I was thinking like I would never have more time to do something like that. So that kind of made me decide. Now, congratulations. That's awesome. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. Like, definitely seek out Alexandra. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm far, far, far from the pro, you know, like, but um, I just think it's, it's, a, it's a nice thing. Okay? I think uh, for the people who don't know to do something like that, you know, which is, you know, like for, for many people, they, they learned how to, to cycle, you know, when they were like, I don't know, five. Mm-hmm. So for them, it's not a big deal. But actually, there are so many people who don't know how to cycle. And uh, I think it might be inspiring. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if, uh, if somebody out there, uh, there is somebody out there who needs like an extra support or something. Yeah, <laughs> I'll send you a video link. <laughs> Please do share. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. So in addition to picking up biking as a new hobby, um, (laughs) other new learnings. So you said you talked about polishing your Spanish and picking up Arabic. um, Yeah. Quite stuff as well. But any other new learnings or anything you would say that you appreciate more due to our current situation? I, I definitely do. I mean, I, I, I even even before that, I, I kind of, um, you know, like as you are are getting more mature and something, you kind of learn to to appreciate who are the important people in your life and and uh, somehow you know like to be more grateful for for having them around you and you you. I just kind of learn to appreciate the time with them and try to spend, you know, more more um, quality time with them and uh, just trying to kind of like better yourself, you know, in the in the way uh, towards them. I mean, towards everybody. But but in my case, I, I really, you know, like learned to to appreciate the very important people in my life and um, just you know, like the the time, the beautiful time that is usually a luxury we we never have you know like this is uh this was a perfect uh you know little break you know from from whatever was our uh, everyday you know running and chasing and grinding and all of that just to kind of like take a step back and and uh reconnect you know with yourself and uh get to know yourself better, you know. We, we spoke last time also about um, journaling and uh, just to kind of dwell in, into your soul a little more because uh, not, not every time that we have, you know, the luxury to do that. And uh, I, I just found, find it really beautiful. Uh, being an artist, obviously, you 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 need to be very connected with yourself because uh, I think the only way for you to write something that that is um, honest and that is real is if if you are really connected with yourself, whichever emotions um, you're you're facing, you know, whichever emotions are going through you, you kind of channel them through your uh, writing, through your music, and. Um, I mean, if, if you don't really dwell uh, deep into your soul, mm-hmm. uh, then, you know, maybe maybe then, you know, whatever 
uh, hard to deliver is, is not going it's going to be maybe a little more on the I don't know I don't want to sound too harsh but like a superficial side or something mm-hmm. you know like so it's it's um, I've been doing that you know ever since I was a child because obviously I've, I've been playing music ever since I was like five even maybe earlier and uh, I've just learned to you know like spend a lot of time on my own and uh, I mean just being surrounded by by music you know and uh, playing the piano kind of gave me somewhat like a good insight into what's what's going on with me. I like what you're saying in terms of you know the appreciation, uh, appreciating people who are important to you. I definitely think I also feel that way. This time has given me a lot of time to work on myself, but also to make reach out more to the people in my family and social network that I care deeply about. So I am also appreciative of that as well. Beautiful. So I want to. Uh, so since you've been talking about playing music since five, and I know this is something you and I have talked about before. For those guests out there that aren't aware, there's the ten thousand hour rule that a lot <laughs> of individuals subscribe to, who say that if you have ten thousand hours of deliberate practice, you can become a master at just about anything. I know when you were fairly young, individuals said that you had perfect pitch which is something that's unusual because they say typically it takes a lot of hours of practice to actually get that. So if you could tell us a little bit about your musical background, because I know you were considered a child prodigy at a very young age. And and just give us your thinking on whether you think musical talent is actually something that can be learned or is it genetic? So if you could give a little <laughs> little bit of feedback on that oh thank you i'm I'm blushing (laughs) and yeah about the the 10,000 hour rule i actually read a really interesting blog uh, a friend of mine uh, wrote uh, the other day and uh, it said something along the lines it's uh, your talent that will make you like pursue it they will make you like hungry for discovering it more that's why you will naturally lean toward working on it you will naturally lean toward like uh, practicing let's say piano if, if that is and I I did feel there there are many people who who were like oh I don't like practicing you know or something, and I always loved, you know, like just going back and and practicing the piano, and I enjoyed in 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 that, and I always kind of had that like my my little zen when when being at home as a child, and you know, just uh, practicing. And it was it's really beautiful, you know, like that kind of world you create for for yourself, you know, it's really beautiful. And uh, I was I was really lucky to have like such an amazing school growing up and uh, people who thought me, you know, like recognized uh, the talent and then they helped me develop it. And um, I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Also, also my parents who, you know, like supported me, you know, like financially when I was a child. And even, even though, you know, like that was a, 
kind of a crazy time of, uh, you know, like civil wars and everything that was happening in, in Serbia. But uh, they somehow found the money to buy my piano and to pay for the lessons. And even even if that would be, you know, like uh, they would really kind of, they, they had to work hard for it. And, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really, really, really grateful for that. No, it's beautiful when you have a supportive family. I mean, we've seen, obviously, individuals do it without the support of their family, but it's extreme. So I was really lucky. I was really, really lucky to, you know, like, and, and my parents, ever since I was a child, you know, like, they, they said, you know, whatever you want to do, you mm-hmm. know, like, just just kind of... Uh, no no don't don't quit you know like keep on doing it you know like if you really love doing that you know like they, they did everything to kind of create an environment for me to so, so I can you know develop the talent so I can work on it that's beautiful and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's really beautiful to have a <laughs> environment yeah <laughs> very key to um developing your talent um, yeah. I've, you know, I haven't gone back as much as I would like to in terms of working on my paintings during this time, but I know what it's like to have that supportive environment, whether it's fam- family or friends. It definitely. I'd love to see these uh, paintings, by the way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm planning on doing Alexandra's next album cover. For those- All right. Yeah. <laughs> they always spoke about it. Yes. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm counting on it. Definitely. <laughs> Talk after the show about that. But, yeah, going back to what you were saying in terms of having, you know, parents who are extremely supportive, you know, carving out the time and the space and the energy to actually support your goals and dreams. It's lovely to have that. So <laughs> I'm that you've come from that type of background and despite what was going on in your country, you know, sacrifice, uh, making those sacrifices for you. Thank God, really, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I mean, naturally then I went to music academy mm-hmm. after, after all of that. So I, I um, was 16 when I uh, entered the music academy. It's, it's like a, really really like crazy it's a very like um competitive and not not the music academy itself but just everything around the you know there's like that preliminary exam where you know like uh, there's so many pianists and everybody's like really amazing and everybody spent uh, millions of hours you know like practicing for that and it's it's like super super stressful and it's like you know one of these movies you know where you see like a bunch of uh, ballet dancers or something you know it's, it's that kind of uh, competitive uh, environment but like so many beautiful beautiful talented people it was just a, just a beautiful time you know I loved I loved going to the uni and um, you know like just you, you would go and everybody would play their own instruments and you know you would hear from each and every room and there was like a bunch of rooms with like uh, woodwinds and brass and uh, strings and the piano rooms and everybody would play you know music <laughs> at the same time but it was just so beautiful you know like just it, it was in, in a beautiful park in Belgrade and it would just go like around the park and you hear all these sounds and wow. it, was, it was just a, such an amazing time 
and so many like creative ideas. I think everybody's in there like, um, you know, these these years when you're like in your late uh, teens, in your like maybe early 20s or something, people are like just so full of um, ideas and uh, it was just a beautiful environment to exchange all of these amazing ideas and to learn like music history and theory and just super inspiring. Wow. No, it is, I could only imagine being in a place that really supports creativity and innovation and collaboration and connection. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. We we do have like uh, something, you know, like we do have a very beautiful and growing community over here mm-hmm. now, like of the um, artists, you know, like uh, that are releasing their own music and uh, a lot of like songwriters and singers and rappers and it's it's such a beautiful supportive community and if i if i go back to uh eight years when i first came to dubai uh it was um it was it was still you know kind of uh evolving i mean it's it's still evolving now but back then you would like go to each and every bar or, or a club or something, and you would mostly hear like the same music everywhere, you know, and it's kind of that, uh, you know, like top 40 stuff. And that wasn't kind of my my jam. That wasn't my music. Uh-huh. So, uh, and, and then, you know, like I, I kind of slowly started to, to meet people. And uh, then I, I found like so many amazing uh, artists, you know, who who have their own projects, their own bands, um, producers, people creating their own uh, music and art. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so beautiful to see that that kind of uh, evolution, mm-hmm. you know, Dubai music scene uh, eight years back and, and now. It's, and it, it's beautiful to, to be part of it, you know, like and to be, let's say, one of the first people who did something in, in your genre, in in this uh, town you know it's it's uh, just so beautiful to to see that maybe you know like somehow you can inspire some people to pursue you know their their music goals and it's it's beautiful that's wonderful to hear i'm not as familiar with the dubai music scene just because i don't live in dubai yeah, yeah we met but but dubai uh, abu dhabi is abu dhabi is really cool abu dhabi has like an amazing audience yeah and i i remember when this is this is how how we met I, I remember like every time i would i would go and perform in abu dhabi people are like so supportive and and the, the crowd is like so lovely and they're so into music abu dhabi has a really good crowd yes yes we are very <laughs> Live music. <laughs> yeah, I know. Thank you for that. So let's talk a little bit more about your music and your music style, because we probably have some guests who haven't heard your music yet. Mm-hmm. Now, Alexandra, actually just take a moment to just tell them where they can hear some of your music and go and follow you and follow your concerts. If you could take a moment and just share that with our listeners today, and then we'll talk a little bit about your musical influences and style, etc. All right, yeah. So, so it's it's always funny because then I then I can end up uh, spelling my name, and my name is kind of hard to spell. And I'm always thinking, like, uh, why why did I decide to to keep my own name, you know, as my artist name? 
but uh, then you know like it's it's kind of it's it's my name you know and it's something that I don't know pre presents my um, heritage or or um, I don't know and I just wanted to re to start releasing you know music uh, under my my own name because I've been releasing so much music. Uh, before and it would always be like a collab or something and I never never used my my full name actually so mm-hmm. yeah uh, for for the ones who'd like to to follow me you, you can hear my music on uh, Spotify and Apple Music uh, Deezer iTunes and um, over here in in the UAE uh, and uh, it's um, A L E K S A N D R A that's my name Alexandra and K-R-S-T-I-C, Kerstich is uh, my, my last name. And the same thing would be on Instagram. So it's my name and then underscore um, official. And if you, if you type, type the, same, you, the same thing on uh, Facebook, you will, you will find me. It's actually a very common name in, uh, in uh, Serbia. So there are also other people with, with this name. But uh, yeah, like if you just type in uh, music or usually if, if you just type my name, you you can find like my videos. Thank you. Yes, that at the end of the show as well, because that's yeah. definitely want to connect. <laughs> so let's talk about some of your influences, because I know you've talked about individuals like Nina Simone, some of my favorites as well. Mm-hmm. Ella Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. Aretha, Billie Holiday, Etta James, and then obviously more contemporary like Amy Winehouse, who unfortunately has passed. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your influences, uh, female or male, who <laughs> have actually influenced your musical journey and career? Absolutely. So so my my first love, uh, you know, was, was jazz growing up. I, I would always remember my mom... Uh, would play Billie Holiday, you know, um, cassettes yeah, at that time or uh, like uh, CDs maybe later on. Um, and that was like something really, really lovely, you know, to hear. And that was something I, I grew up on. I would listen to like Ella Fitzgerald and uh, to Frank Sinatra. And that was, that was, uh, something something like the, the first love obviously then i then i started uh, studying classical music and uh, somewhere along the way you know i would always like playing um, bands and uh, i would always like kind of try to to find like some sort of alternative outlet my my dad would uh, sometimes take me to see his friends playing in like rock bands and uh, you know, like all of that, like Viking community, and um, it was it was very, very actually versatile. Uh, I, I had very versatile uh, music influences growing up from from my parents, and I always, you know, like with my teens, you know, I also discovered electronic music, and uh, I I like to, you know, like travel and go to like festivals, and so so. Yeah, like I don't know, like eventually somewhere, somewhere along the way, you know, like I, I found that uh, that there are so many mediums I, I, I like to express in. So sometimes it would be like uh, very indie, you know, like or or a chill 
wave or something and sometimes it would be jazz and sometimes it would be a neo soul or uh, something like a contemporary r&b so i'm i'm really like uh, i mean I, I i don't really stick to to one genre i'd rather like tend to express the emotion and wherever you know like that that emotion takes me genre wise that i just go that way and then I, I always thought that there is in, in every genre there is uh, good music and and bad music, you know. So um, I, that that's the beauty, you know, like of of music is that you can be actually so wide. Mm-hmm. And I, I I never thought that you know like you just have to be like a, a jazz artist or an R and B artist or or a metal artist or or you know uh, you can you can kind of like uh, you can. Uh, combine all of the all of the influences in the end of the day i think the the richness of your expression comes from you know like just kind of soaking in different uh, influences and uh, and embracing everything that that you like and then just kind of trying to to express it wow no it's actually pretty amazing that your parents exposed you at such a young age to a diverse range of music were they also musicians? Uh, well, my mom she studied um, she studied opera singing, bel canto for for um, um, maybe like six seven years. Okay. Uh, but but she never pursued it as a career. So she she worked as a, as an economist, and my dad is a lawyer. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm kind of uh, the only musician in the family. <laughs> okay, so you, my, my brother, sorry, my, no. my brother is an architect. Yeah, you so he's, he's very artistic as well. I know you've talked heavily about in previous conversations about your mother being a great influence. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and any other women? Because on this podcast, we're obviously featuring women who are doing transformative things in their industry. So can you talk about your mom being an influence and also other women who've been instrumental along your journey as well? I think this is such an amazing time to, to be a woman, you know, and I'm, I'm so happy to see like the tendencies worldwide uh, somehow speaking right now and, and women being so like empowered around the world and women finally, you know, like standing uh, by each other's side, you know, and having each other's backs. And uh, it's, it's really beautiful. It's something I always believed in, you know, like, and I, I used to like to read when I was studying, I used to like to read Simone de Beauvoir and uh, some of these like early, early, um, feminist um, essays and uh, it was it was it it was just something I always always believed in it's it's also I mean it's definitely because I I grew up in a family that had a very powerful mother Mm -hmm. and that I I always I always looked up to her you know and uh, how how she was like very amazing at at uh, work and uh, uh, at, at the same time, you know, she was like taking care of us, you know, and uh, going through all of these like, you know, hardships or whatever was was happening in our country 
while while we were growing up and doing all of that as a, as a single mother for me that was just like amazing and it's it's uh, it's uh, so beautiful to see you know like and it's like just can't believe that that one woman could have done all of that you know too and and how much she sacrificed for us you know and uh, i mean it's just yeah mom mom is the best <laughs> but uh, <laughs> For sure. Thank you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's it's. Um, I'm pretty sure you know, like uh, all of our moms, you know. I just, you know, like always, uh, always. Um, so I know you are a champion of female empowerment and supporting other women. And I believe your recent project, Too Close to the Sun you delve into ideas around female energy and support. So can you? Share a little bit about that project. Yes, I, I was I was so happy. Uh, um, we we shot the video in um, November uh, last uh, last year, yeah, and uh, uh, it was it was just so beautiful having uh, all of uh, my my friends, and they're all like my amazing friends who are like these beautiful, powerful strong women and um and i just had like one um also like instagram post and uh it, it happened all like so spontaneous so we had like a female director mm-hmm. aya, aya balut who did such an amazing job in, in creating the the video and it was like one of her first music videos so she's a very very young director and she was just so professional and so natural and it was it was just just perfect the the whole day was so perfect and and uh yeah so i had that uh, the little post and i invited uh, uh people who would like to to join us and all of, all of my uh, friends that are in the video they they just said yeah yeah sure you know like we'll we'll be there and uh, i was so so grateful and they were just absolutely amazing and totally made made my day, and so nobody really knew each other before before the shoot. But then you know, like the shoot was so magical, and these are all like so amazing, powerful women. And uh, you know, like they, they kept on like uh, talking to each other, hanging out after, and and it, it's it's just so so beautiful. The video itself. Uh, I kind of had that, uh, had an idea um, of um, presenting the the beautiful. So so the song itself, um, I'll, I'll try to explain it. Uh, there is a line in in a song that kind of refers to the myth of um, Icarus, and I, I kind of wanted to to reflect that in the video. So I had kind of had an idea of having this beautiful. Um, uh, mythical creatures, uh, they're, they're nymphs. They're called nymphs. I, I believe I watched it before, but I'll definitely go back and look at it. I do remember seeing, you know, just a lot of beautiful women that, and their energy was palpable, at least to me, observing it in the actual video. Yeah, I'm, I'm so proud of of that project, and um, I'm so happy how it uh, turned out. I had uh, my beautiful, beautiful friends uh, who 
were featured in the video, and we had um, Aya, uh, who who directed it, Aya Balut. It just uh, worked out so well. I, I kind of had an idea of... Um, that there is a line in the song that, that quotes... Um, uh, the myth of, of Icarus, and I, I kind of wanted to to have something that that, that would reference that in the in the video, the, the reference um, Greek mythology. So we were we were thinking like, what what could that be? And I always had that idea that I want to have something, uh, you know, like divine, feminine, and uh, I'd, I'd love to have like the beautiful female energy. The video is actually all about uh, sisterhood and and women being by each other's side, mm-hmm. and um, um, what, what I what I wanted to reference was um, the nymphs from from Greek mythology. The, these uh, the nymphs are beautiful half half goddesses, um, and uh, they. Um, beauty of, of a female energy in the video yeah I, I, I hope yeah I hope uh, other people who are listening to this when, when they see it they'll kind of uh, get, get the idea it's uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy and, and so proud of it I, I definitely think I've seen it before and like you said it is a celebration of female energy and support and it's nice to see women just connecting with each other on that level it was it was just so beautiful it was such a beautiful day because um and those are all of all of my friends you know and they're all like beautiful powerful strong women and i was uh, none of none of them knew each other from from before and uh, it was it was so beautiful to just see everybody kind of connecting and uh, we also had uh, female um, designers um, two young designers, um, Boyana from from Serbia and Ria Ria from Morocco. They they created they designed those like unique um, dresses for the for the shoot, and uh, so it was it was just magical. It was uh, such a beautiful day. No, it sounds yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And obviously this show is about supporting and connecting with other women as well, because we are featuring only women on the show and women who have made, you know, pretty great inroads in their industry and are making an impact beyond the industry. So I will definitely check out more of Aya's Balut, right? <laughs> you would you would love it. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's very dreamy. Mm-hmm. And it was it was something I, I always, uh, always liked. You know, it's very kind of uh, cinematic, mm. and that's that's something I, I always wanted to have in in my music videos. I like music videos that tell some sort of a story, mm. not just. The, I mean, I, I I don't mind. I love beautiful music videos that are just you know like beautiful videos, but uh, this this video also has like some sort of um, story that, that backs it up and. Uh, this song actually means to to me a lot, and uh, I was so happy that it all like turned out the way the way it did. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> so, Alexander, you talk a lot about women supporting each other and connecting with each other. 
So we know there are a lot of young women who are thinking of pursuing musical careers. What kind of advice or pearls of wisdom would you give them if they're just beginning their journey? Oh wow, that's a that's a that's a tough one because I um I never want to kind of like uh, just you know uh, give an advice you know if somebody didn't ask me for it or something and it's it's always tricky you know like to give an advice to somebody mm-hmm. but I mean from my experience uh, I'd I'd definitely say. I, I mean, no, no matter how, how cliche that could sound, you know, and then people will tell you that, but unless you live, live through it, you will never know it. But like really to, to keep on going, you know, like no matter what, I mean, not, not really no matter what, but to, to just kind of keep on going. And if you really believe in your dream, you really need to, to, to put like an, an, an effort to go towards it. Really, like nothing is. I, I, I still believe, you know, like and and uh, call me like old fashioned and a dreamer or or what what not. But I, I really do believe that nothing is impossible, and that we really can achieve, you know, whatever we want, and we can have the life we want, and we can have our our dreams come true, you know. Like in in um, some some things really come with. Um, with uh, maturity, with self-confidence, mm-hmm. that that's one thing you know, like uh, that uh, that took me took me first maybe to to get more more confident. Then then I, I that that gave me like an extra you know like freedom to go and and really go and get it. I mean I'm 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 not there yet you know I I still didn't do everything I wanted to do career wise or I mean also in, in my personal life or whatnot but uh, I, I think a lot comes from your like inner from the way how you see yourself and uh, from from the way how much you know like that kind of uh, inner confidence gives you you know like the way to go to keep on pushing it to keep on going and uh, it's super empowering also to help other people mm-hmm. achieve their goals because it's kind of like um, also to teach other people something. It it makes you trace your steps back and makes you teaches you what you did in order to come where you are now. So it's it's also good. It's uh, and it's it's such a beautiful thing when once you get to that position that you can help others. It's it's really beautiful. I I really hope you know like I will have you know like more opportunities and more uh, I wouldn't say call it influence, but you know like I'd, I'd 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 like to get some some sort of influence so I can use it for you know like good things. If you if you really believe in something that is like higher purpose. If you really believe in uh, at helping others, it's it's also something that you know, like it it will keep you pushing because you know that everything you're doing are you're good, doing it for the good reasons. Mm-hmm. That's something you cannot fake, you know. Like that's that's something you really need to feel. That's something you really need needs to be within you. No, I agree. I mean, you talked about some some powerful points there in terms of obviously working with yourself, developing your own maturity and self-confidence that's helped you along your journey. And 
help you be relentless in terms of pursuing your dream as a singer, songwriter, etc. Reminds me actually of a quote by one of your favorites, Ella Fitzgerald, and also one of my favorites, where mm. she just basically tells us that just don't give up trying to do what you really want to do. She's like, where there's love and inspiration, she's like, I don't think you could go wrong. It's such a beautiful quote, and it just reminded yeah. me what you um, yeah. spoke about. And then, I, I mean, it's very admirable for you to actually talk about helping others and really taking the time and taking advantage of opportunities to be of service to others. So it's, it's an interesting thing because I, I do find myself a little shy, you know, and and it kind of, uh, especially when you're a bit shy or something, you know, it, it takes you maybe longer than than people who are not shy, you know, to, to kind of go and pursue, especially if you're when you're doing like a public, when your job is very public and, and you know, it, it, it requires you to speak in public, to perform in public. But again, it's it's very empowering also mm-hmm. once you get to kind of like conquer that or once you get to embrace it. So outside of you telling us that you feel that you're, developing more of your confidence are there any other challenges that you faced along your journey either as a woman as a singer songwriter either it could be recent or past challenges and how you overcame those challenges uh <laughs> there, there were so many Just, like i mean <laughs> how about one that stood out to you a challenge and what was your biggest lesson learned from that challenge oh wow i mean maybe not yeah like it's uh, I, I was always like very very trusting person yeah like it, uh, the the life taught me you know like to to kind of be a little uh, wouldn't say doubtful but you know like to to learn who to give my trust to you know like the, to learn to to be selective um or, you know, like, who, who would you let uh, come close to you? And, I mean, to, to be, you know, also business business smart or something. And, I mean, when, you, when you're an artist, I mean, and when you are really an artist, I mean, today we, we need to do everything ourselves. And, I mean, that's, that's a good way, you know, like, especially when you're handling, like, your, your work and, you know, like your payments, you go like to the studio and you go to perform and then you are sending your invoices and all of that, you know, you, I, I do it myself. Yeah. So it, it kind of taught me also some uh, business, business lessons that I, uh, <laughs> that I didn't know before, but I mean, it's, it's in the end of the day, it's, it's a lesson. And if, if you accept it like that, you know, whichever, experiences you have whether whether they're good or bad you know they're always a lesson for you to learn and um, I'm uh, you know like I'm uh, happy I learned it sooner than later (laughs) yeah (laughs) there will always be oh there will always be obstacles and there will always be like some people who are not very honest with you I I really tend to like surround myself with you know like beautiful loving people and I always tend to like give uh, love and and so 
somehow you know like uh, that that good energy attracts good energy but no matter what there will always be somebody you know who's not kind of very very truthful and and honest and you know maybe they don't have your best interests as you know like their own um, agenda but you know like in the end of the day it's you you get over it you know you like you learn something from it and then you'll just kind of uh, go on with your life and you you just need to continue and you need to kind of like um you you need to you know like win for for yourself you know you need to keep on winning <laughs> i like that keep on <laughs> <laughs> whatever whatever is obviously your your personal um, your personal uh, vision of a success you know it it could be like really small things you know but uh it's it's just you know that uh, you need to stay truth, truthful to yourself and you need to kind of like just just you know keep on going there's no way you know like no other way than you know like forwards so. that's true <laughs> got to keep moving forward they say put one step in front of the other i always think yeah <laughs> so yes we've all some hard sometimes hard lessons but i definitely think it teaches us to be more resilient and yeah and you know we're able to hopefully apply what we've learned to future situations so um. i'm so happy to see younger women mm-hmm. however you know like uh, learning these things earlier now and uh, speaking to kind of like uh, you know uh, women that are like a little more experienced and stuff you know and just kind of i love the way that now we we are like exchanging our experiences and talking about it and talking about it in public and in social media and internet and it's it's really beautiful i really believe in in you know like the betterment of the society you know like and and uh, even even small steps you know that we make every day you know like it it counts does said they say enjoy the journey and enjoy the process because we're ever evolving ever improving on ourselves as well well alexandra it's been wonderful to talk to you but before we close i want to ask you what's next for you what are you striving for what are you curious about what's next oh (laughs) it's it's uh, it's a very uh it's also a very tricky question for for me because i i always have so many things planned up for for me actually yeah, the goal is maybe the 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 small goal that i have for myself is to kind of try to organize all, all of these all of these you know like thoughts and wishes and because uh, you know like being an artist it's all around the all around the place and so um, i um kind of yeah wish maybe to that's that's my like personal personal little goal and and the career wise uh yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to to releasing uh, my ep at um probably by the end of this year and uh, i also have one uh, music video planned uh, also by the end of this year so so yeah very excited about that and uh, what am I curious about? 
I, I pretty much about like everything, everything really. I think you, you can never know too much. And uh, I mean, there's such a, a vast information, you know, like everywhere. And uh, there are so many lovely things we can learn every day. So yeah, pretty much everything. I always used to be a little bit of a nerd, yeah. So, so I, I love to, to learn about everything. Alexandra, can you please share with our listeners today where we can hear your music and if you can share any information you have on upcoming concerts and collaborations, that would be wonderful. Well, thanks a lot, Gina. Um, yeah, so my music is available pretty much on all the platforms, so you can find it on um, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, iTunes, um, Rami, and YouTube, SoundCloud, Deezer. And regarding the shows, um, I'm playing at uh, Iris uh, in Maidan every uh, Saturday. And these are like a beautiful sunset sessions. And so please do come down. So please do check her out. I think you equally mesmerized as I was and some of our other listeners by her music, by her voice, by her style. So, Alexandra, before we close the show today, do you have any last pearls of wisdom to share with our listeners today? Well, I just wish for them to stay strong and stay empowered and to never give up their goals and their dreams. It's such a beautiful time to be a woman. I know this year has been like super hard on, on everybody, but this will pass soon. And um, just to keep on um, supporting each other, loving each other, being each other's best friends. And uh, yeah, just to spread love. We want to say thank you again to Alexandra. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me yes. today. And you, we appreciate your music, uh, mm-hmm. your insights, and helping us navigate these challenging times. So thank you, Alexandra. Music on this podcast is provided by Alexandra Kirschdisch. The composition is titled Beautiful Spheres, which was released on April 3rd, 2019. Alexander Kirschdisch can be found on Facebook at Alexander Kirschdisch and on Instagram at Alexander Kirschdisch underscore official. Smell